In today's special episode of our Women of Impact featuring 30 female fusion entrepreneurs, we're going to be talking all about olive oil with Hanan Wiebe. And Hanan has not only set up a business focused on olive oil, it's olive oil with a little bit of a difference and it has a social cause built into it as well. I'm looking forward to sharing with you everything that Hanan has been working on. The thing I love about Female Fusion is we are a truly global organization. We have members from all over the world and we have every single nationality, every single culture and every type of business. And it's from this diversity that makes us so strong as Female Fusion. And this is why I'm so excited to share with you stories about our members. We are bringing to you over the next 30 days 30 inspiring female entrepreneurs that are going to give you the most incredible ideas and share their stories about what it's like to have their business. Welcome to another episode of Women on the Rise. And today I am joined by Hanan Weeb, who is the founder of MacNoon. Hanan has been a member of Female Fusion for a number of years, and I'm so excited to let her tell you all about what MacNoon is and the products that she offers. Hi, Hanan. Hello. How are you? I'm very, very good. Thank you. How are you? Great. So tell everybody a little bit about your story and about MacNoon. Um, well, um, I've been in the UAE for 26 years and every time someone goes to Lebanon, I'm always ordering something, whether it's za'atar or olive oil or olives or something that we can't find here. Um, so a few years ago, I decided that looking at the massive numbers of diaspora around the world from, you know, Lebanon, Palestine and Syria, I've realized that we travel a lot, but our heart is always, you know, in our country with the people who stayed behind. Uh, so I wanted to do something. Um, I wanted to build a business that not only can connect, you know, the heritage and culture between these countries and people that are um, traveling. Um, I also wanted to give back to my country uh, because I feel after so many years, I, I miss it, you know. And every time I hear about things that are happening there politically or economically, my heart breaks. Um, So I wanted to create a brand where I can um, show people what we have and be do the, you know, like a pride element where uh, every Lebanese around the world in Australia and the UK and the UAE everywhere can can showcase this product and can say, look, this is from my homeland. This is from my country. So I started a a luxury brand, actually, for gifting, because I didn't want to just bring food and, and, you know, bottle it. There's so many um, companies now that are doing the same. So now with, you know, e-commerce and and, uh, a lot of companies have linked uh, that gap. But I wanted to do it a bit differently. I wanted to do it with with a touch of luxury and I wanted to do it with a touch of gifting, but also uh, giving back. So McNoon is actually a a company that supports, first of all, we work with small farmers. Uh, We handpick farmers uh, from Lebanon, Palestine and Syria. 
uh, we know them, we know their name, we know what their harvest is going to be like this year, so we're always in touch with them. And then whatever we take from them, we put the coordinates of that farm on the bottle because we want to tell people where the olive oil is coming from. And every year there's a donation that's going to the community of that country or that village, whether it's towards uh, children education or women's support. Um, trust me, you will never run out of reasons uh, to support uh, these countries. For instance, uh, earthquake uh, that happened in Syria, we had to donate towards that. And that blast that happened in Lebanon, we had to donate towards that. And now we're planning on planting olive trees in Palestine. So it's it's an ongoing uh, story for us. And the, the storytelling is what I think makes it so magical, right? That every bottle of Macnoon olive oil that you have has a story. Not only is it packaged beautifully and has a lovely bottle, but there's a story behind that. Yes. Um, the story is important to me because, as I said, uh, and this is this is why I built Macnoon and this is why I, I'm excited about telling the story of Macnoon. Um, it's it's because I, I wanted to, first of all, show people the, the quality of the olive oil that we have. Uh, the olive oil from Lebanon, Palestine and Syria is one of the top 10 in the world, if not one of the top in the world. And you're from Greece and you know that and uh, olive oil from Italy and from Spain. But it's been taking a lot of attention because of the hundreds of years uh, of economic stability that they had uh, to cultivate and to support, unlike um, our countries. So I think the story here is that it's directly related to supporting the farmers. And I always say that farmers will never leave their land. We did and we do. Uh, we're always looking at better opportunities, uh, studying abroad, uh, working abroad. I mean... Um, Understandably, you know, our country is not in a good place to stay, but the farmers will never, no matter what happens, they will never leave their, their land. And the, the olive trees are deeply, deeply rooted in, in the land. And yeah. this is why it has a representation uh, of a symbolism of country, of heritage, of land, of legacy. And obviously, we all know it's a 7,000-year-old tree and it has therapeutic, uh, you know, features. It uh, It's mentioned in the Quran. It's a symbol for peace, prosperity, success. So honestly, the story tells itself. I'm just highlighting some of these aspects and I'm just letting the world know that, you know, this is something you can buy, you can share, you can gift and uh, support. And you've had, how many years have you had your business for now? Uh, so I launched in March 2021. Okay. So I, I celebrated two years this March. That's incredible. Yeah. And it, you've really seen it grown as well too, yes. haven't you? Yeah. Um, yes, I have because, uh, again, I've been here 26 years. Uh, I have a big network. I've worked everywhere. I've made friends. And I was listening to one of your podcasts today, actually, about the power of networking and going out. So honestly, um, you know, I when I needed these people, I... 
I found them. They showed up. They helped. Uh, one of my friends, for example, she introduced me to Majid Al-Fotem and now I sell a crate and barrel. And that was huge for me, wow. for a small business like yeah. me. I think they, they uh, jumped on it because they want to support uh, small businesses. They want to work with female entrepreneurs and also they want to localize their products. Uh, and, I, and I want every uh, female entrepreneur listening um, to know that don't be afraid to go and say, I am small, I am doing handmade. Sometimes we, we, we fear that, oh, this is a global brand or this is a, a big company, they'll never work with me. You'll be surprised, actually. I think that this is changing. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the markets are changing, that they're looking for something unique and different, right? That there's always the same of everything, that if you're able to offer something different, that that's appealing to consumers Absolutely, now. absolutely, yes. And you mentioned, so when you started, how did you find your first customers? You mentioned your network. Was it just primarily that or did you do other <laughs> things as well? Because I, I think a lot of people listening would want to know that because I hear from businesses when they start, they're like, but how do I find my customers? Yeah, um, I'm laughing because the first customer was, was my husband. <laughs> he went and, and bought a good husband. Yeah, good yeah. husband. Absolutely. He was my fiance then. Um, so, um, look, um, it's important that you launch small or if you, because for example, I had an idea of a hundred products, but I started with olive oil because I wanted to test the market. Um, so when you have one product, you launch, you launch small and then you test it with a small group. So you send few gifts and then people talk about it and, and people have been very generous in that sense. Um, people, you know, uh, post about it put stories and tell your story. And hopefully that would, would go a long way. Um, and then your network. Uh, it's important that your network knows about you. And I, I literally went on WhatsApp one time and I went back maybe to like 100 contacts that I had and I texted all of them one by one. So that's also something I want people to know. Don't be afraid to reach out. And yes. Back to the sales uh, podcast that also I was uh, listening to. See, you're listening. Day. People I listen. am listening. <laughs> it's brilliant. I mean, don't be afraid to ask to reach out. So I went to even people who I haven't seen in a year. I'd go back and I'd say, hey, I know it's been a while. What's up? How are things? By the way, I just launched this uh, brand or this product. And then I talk about, about it a little bit. And if it's not for them... They probably tell their husband and their husband might have a company that are looking for corporate yeah. gifting. So I think when you start small uh, and then you, you give it time and then you get feedback and then you see, OK, so what is the feedback? What's the demand? And then you go back and you make some changes. So, for instance, the first year it was all about the olive oil. But now I'm, I'm thinking of expanding it, expanding my portfolio into a hamper and adding a few more products. So customers will come you know and I'm curious out of all of those people that you whatsapped how many people bought from you do you did you track that at all not a lot okay I have to say very very few maybe one or two okay uh, so it was a small number but they followed me on Instagram so they they followed some of them and they're kind of checking you out yes and trying to make that decision and that's the thing as well I think people forget sometimes is that 
you maybe need to start small like that. You are going to get a lot of rejections, but the worst thing you can do is go, oh my gosh, nobody likes me. Nobody's going to buy from me. Why did I set up this business? And instead go, right. Okay. So maybe what's happening didn't work. So what's the next thing that I'm going to do? How else can I find people? Do I need to talk to people? Do I need to go to events? Do I need to go networking? Do I need to build my email list? All of these other things as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, in the beginning, you get overwhelmed and it's your baby. And, of course. And in your head, you're selling. You're, you know, I've, why wouldn't anyone buy it? I thought yeah. I'm going to be sold out, you know. <laughs> Obviously, that didn't happen, not, not initially. And then you're like, okay, so maybe I need to change um, my... Um, narrative i need to you know change the channel i need to go out more like for example um i just uh, attended the um coffee connect uh, that you did last time and uh for the first time you know me i never have a table for yeah. the first time actually i i you know said okay i'm going to have a, a table to participate and i almost sold out from from most no, really? yeah yeah i did i mean he knows yeah, I, I have pre-orders now for the next one. Really? Yeah, see, this is one of the things that I was not shy, but I was thinking, is it really a good space for me? But then I did it, and now I'm like, please book me on the next one. So <laughs> so there are different channels that yeah. you can look into. Uh, there's, you know, there are some, like, markets, uh, pop-ups everywhere. There are stores, concept stores. So I think you need to just keep trying. And it is the, it's the keep trying, right? And not to be afraid of the rejection because sometimes it's going to work and you could have it as well that you do one Coffee Connect, which is the monthly female fusion meetup that we have for free for our members and you sell out. And then the next month, maybe you sell three or four yeah. bottles and it might not, it might be because maybe the people who bought from you last time still have half a bottle of olive oil or maybe people are thinking about something else or it's before summer holidays yeah. and they're thinking about focusing on what they're doing for the summer. But it's being okay with going, well, it didn't work. Okay, what else am I going to try? And I say to people, like when they go to events, I always get really disappointed when somebody comes up to me and says, this was terrible, I didn't sell anything. I'm like, but how many people did you talk to and yeah. tell them about your business? Not sell to them, but understand who they are and what their business does and they know your business because it might be a month from now two months from now that they bump into somebody who does need your business and they'll recommend you so you can't instantly quantify that from one yeah one hundred percent in fact one of the people that I whatsapped ended up uh, getting in touch with me for a huge corporate order the year after yeah so like you said just keep telling people about you and uh, we all want to sell and we all want to make money but I think what's missing in some uh, entrepreneurs is patience they're not patient enough and I and I believe the reason why we're not patient is because we compare ourselves with others and thinking someone else is selling why am I not selling well her journey is different than yours and they might have been doing it for longer. longer they might you know this is the thing you can't compare yourself to anyone because they're not you. And also, don't believe everything different. you see on social oh, media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I envied 
few um, the female um, businesswomen and I wanted to be them and I was thinking why am I not you know being like them why am I not in magazines why am I not on Forbes cover and then later on I found out that they're not actually making money yeah you know so this yeah. is also important it, it's not it's not just what they look like or how successful their business looks like is are do they have a healthy pnl are they selling are they growing are they scaling there are so many things and i have to say jen i didn't know these things before female fusion all the master classes all the courses the investment forum that we've done changed the way i am looking at my business i am a lot i'm a much calmer now about it i have a more of a like a long you know term strategy looking at it am i scaling and every time someone asks me how's mcnoon i say we're moving forward this is what's important maybe yeah. i didn't sell uh, anything this summer but you know maybe i'm gonna have a really huge q4 or christmas it's just important that you move forward. It's believing in yourself and your your business to be able to do that. And, you know, I even, I, I put my hand up and I share with people as well that things aren't always perfect for me either. And one of the things that I found really frustrating in May for Female Fusion, we had the best month that we had ever had in the history of the I business. Remember. And I was like, yes, this is great. <laughs> now, at the same time, I was in London for our female fusion event there. Then I had our retreat in Mykonos in Greece for our members. Then I was speaking at the Kajabi conference. Then I was on a mastermind retreat for my mastermind. Then I was speaking at a conference in Australia. So I was out for six weeks. I was still talking to the team and everything else. We had the worst month in June. Mm. So we went from like the worst, yeah, yeah, the yeah. best month to the worst month. And I looked at that and I was like, this is, I, I felt like a failure, right? You know, I was like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. I'm telling yeah. everybody, you know, I'm following all these steps. And a friend of mine said to me, she's like, "Give it you time. can't expect it if you're doing all of these other things, that the business needs a bit more of you, and that's probably a result of why some of the numbers are down. She said, but the thing is, is that you have to realize that the seeds that you've sown exactly. now are going to come through in four to six months from now. And so you cannot look at that just from that one month that you need to look and see that probably come October, November, you're going to be surpassing that amazing month that you had in May. Absolutely. And it's trusting that, trusting you and trusting that process, isn't it? And it's also adding value, not just money. You know, you have to see, are you, maybe June was the worst month in a, in a sense, maybe on paper, but yeah. how much value have you added to the team and to the members and how much content are you now working on, you know, to to bring everyone on board and ha and add exactly. better quality. I think this is what's important. And I think that's something that we as business owners need to remember because it's not just about the numbers all the time. Of course, you know, we want to we want our revenue to be up, we want to be making a profit, but you also have those times where you need to slow down yeah. to be able to speed up yeah. to to grow that business. Yeah. 
So what are the plans for your business now? What's next? Okay, so I've launched the sea salt collection. I don't Ooh, know. Really? Yes. Oh, I love salt. Yes. Uh, that's what I that's what sold out actually at the um Coffee really? Connect. Yes. Okay. Bring some more next event. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so I have six flavors, uh, and now launching a balsamic vinegar, but uh, from pomegranate uh, uh, sauce, not from uh, uh, grapes. Interesting. So I'm I'm doing like a twist on the balsamic, the Italian balsamic vinegar. Yeah. So I'm working with a supplier in Lebanon. That does the, uh, I think, pomegranate molasses. It's like a staple for us. Wow. But we're doing like a, a, a reduction into a balsamic vinegar. So I'm working on that. And um, I'll be launching a, a very, very interesting uh, Christmas hamper this year. Oh, finally, you're yeah, getting yeah, into yeah. the hampers. Yeah, now, is that going to be all your products or are you going to collaborate with anyone? Uh, the plan is it's going to be exclusively a McNoon, but uh, I'm planning to launch limited edition products that I will sell only in Q4. See, this is, this is one of the lessons that I've learned um, is to listen to the market and see, because my product is seasonal. Uh, you know, it's Ramadan or Christmas. And instead of worrying about carrying 15 or 20 products throughout the year and worrying about the inventory and stock and shelf life, and, and because my business is not strong enough as a platform to sell uh, a lot uh, online. So I thought maybe I'll just launch something that is just for three months, for example, and it's mm. only by pre-order. So I can manage uh, Pre-orders, I wish that more businesses would do pre-orders because the moment that you pre-order, you get the money up front. Yeah. You know what the demand yes. is going to be. And you can be really strict with it and say, okay, pre-orders by this date, yep. then I'm doing it and I'll fulfill it by that. Or you can add on an extra 10 or 15% yep. because you're sure you're going to sell. And you don't have waste when you do pre-orders. Well, yeah. and you know that people want to buy it because yeah. if you have three people buy your pre-order, you yeah. might be like, maybe that wasn't a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it also teaches you, like it would be a nice test experiment to see what products are people love and then maybe come back and say where can we buy this and then yes. you would take these two or three products and then you launch these as yeah. permanent products so Great I'm idea. really enjoying putting that together well it's been a really interesting journey for you and I've enjoyed seeing how your business has been growing as well Thank and you. you've you've been doing amazing from Thank the you. very beginning Thank and you. just to see that growing and this is what I love about female fusion is seeing people join or just start businesses yeah. and then see like one year, two years, three years on to see just like how the business is flourishing. Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you. I mean, everything that you're doing is really, really helping. It's just, if nothing else, it's just knowing that we're not alone. You know, we're we're a, a tribe. Um, we can reach out. There's someone there, even if it's just showing up and having coffee and meeting other women. It's very it's a lonely journey if if you don't have a co-founder, and I don't. Of course, um, it's a very lonely journey, and sometimes you you want to bounce things, and your husband can listen to you know <laughs> certain amount of 
But he doesn't get it. He, do, he, do, he, he doesn't get it, but also he has his own business. And, you know, and my husband's like, I'm maknooned out. So <laughs> <laughs> enough of that. So sometimes you want to talk to someone else who probably have the same fear as you do. And, you know, and you want, you want someone to understand what you're going through. Um, and I always find that with you guys. And so thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. And I'm so grateful to hear how much support Female Fusion has provided thank you. you as well. Thanks for listening to the Women on the Rise podcast and our 30 most inspiring female entrepreneurs. If you are inspired by today's episode, why not come and join us in Female Fusion? We would absolutely love to have you. This is where you will be able to connect with the most incredible female entrepreneurs who are all committed to building a most profitable business. All you need to do is head over to femalefusionnetwork.com forward slash join. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.